Welcome to another episode of the View Charlotte Real Estate and Entertainment Podcast. My name is Jeremy Orden, one of the partners with the Orden Writer Group at Allen Tate. Each week we will break down a real estate topic, share stories related to the topic, or have guests with experience in various facets of real estate, and then discuss something about our city that makes it unique. This could be restaurants, things to do, fun facts, or well, virtually anything about Charlotte because Charlotte is such an amazing city with limitless opportunities. The idea of continuing to educate our clients to the real estate market so they can make the best decision for their family is a commitment we stand behind, and hopefully each of these episodes will leave at least a little pearl of wisdom with our listeners. Let's get started. For this episode, I'm joined by one of my most trusted advisors and one of my clients' favorite resources for accurate information and fantastic customer service. Bobby is a born and raised in the Carolinas native, which gives him an interesting perspective on our local market that differs from others who are in his industry. One of the best things about Bobby is his genuine care for his clients and complete honesty when it comes to the mortgage profession and mortgage process. Bobby is the area sales manager and senior mortgage consultant for Allen Tate Mortgage. Everyone who works with Bobby becomes a fan of his, and I'm honored to work with him every single day. Bobby, welcome to the podcast. Jeremy, thanks so much for having me. Um, that's quite flattering. I, you know, I really appreciate the kind words, and I'm lucky to support you and your team and assist all of our clients in any capacity I can. So excited to be here today. You know, with that little hype introduction I give for people, I almost say like, we should just record it and people can use it as their morning like motivation. Like, here's what Jeremy thinks of me. Let's like conquer the day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I completely agree. Probably better than me looking in the mirror and telling myself how, how great I'm going to be today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to have you as our guest. When we were discussing topics to feature on the podcast and this subject came up, I knew right away that I wanted to have you on the podcast because you do such an amazing job of taking complicated subjects and complicated concepts and breaking them down for people to be able to understand. Absolutely. I know that the real estate and mortgage industry is an ever-changing environment, so I always do my best to make sure to provide an, you know, the appropriate advice with a personalized approach for our clients. So this week, we're going to be discussing something that I think can appeal towards both buyers and sellers who are feeling some, let's call it shell shock in today's real estate market, rates, and specifically things that they can do to lower their potential mortgage rate. Yeah, I'm excited to provide some information to our listeners that will highlight some hot button topics and elaborate on how we can customize uh, a real estate solution to fit most everyone's needs. You know, unfortunately, the media does a bad job of uh, making things seem worse than what they actually are in today's market. And I think it's important for us to educate our clients and the people around us so they know, uh, you know, what is best for them moving forward with their real estate needs. So before we even get into any of these solutions that you talked about, I, I really want to get kind of a bird's eye view of where we're at today as we wrap up 2022 in the mortgage market. Yeah, as most people know, interest rates have been as volatile this year as they've been in 25 years. Uh, the Federal Reserve is trying to control inflation, which has really led to increased interest rates this year to combat those inflation levels. So in the last couple of weeks, we've seen rates 
range from the high fives to the low to mid 6% range. And that's for a 30 year fixed mortgage, depending on, you know, an individual's qualifications and how much money they're putting down in their mortgage program in particular. So how does this compare with our market, let's say a year ago? Interest rates this time last year were in the mid threes, low fours. Uh, So there's been quite a change in, in the last 12 months, that's for sure. It's become almost cliche for people to say, marry the house and date the rate. Like I see countless memes posted in, you know, aging groups that I'm part of. And, you know, I'll admit, like, I'm even guilty of saying this myself. So when people say date the rate, what do they mean? So the average life of a mortgage is generally around six to seven years, as very few people will keep the same mortgage for their entire term of that 30-year fixed mortgage. And you'll hear some people joke around and say, well, you know, I'm not going to have to marry my kids in the backyard or I'm not, they're not going to bury me in the backyard 30 to 40 years from now. And that's just because the majority of homeowners are going to refinance. They're going to sell their home. They may be moving because of work. Uh, so they're not going to be reaching the end of the term of the loan. Uh, Now, we don't have a crystal ball, but based on the directive of the Federal Reserve and with the impending election, we should see rates stabilize and a rate reduction as inflation is brought under control would allow our home buyers to take advantage of a potential refinance. So dating that rate would only be if you're buying now, uh, utilizing the rates in the marketplace today and assuming that in a short period of time, you'll be taking advantage of a lower rate. And uh, we saw this pre-pandemic right, where interest rates were at four and five percent. Then once we entered into the pandemic, there was a huge refinance boom because interest rates were so much lower. But there's always ebbs and flows in the marketplace. You just have to be diligent enough to to pay attention and uh, be ready to take advantage of the market when you can. I, I love the fact that you mentioned the crystal ball because people come to me, I'm sure they come to you and they ask me where I think things are going to be in X amount of months. And It's impossible for us to predict. However, by relying on our years of experience, I think that we can make a pretty informed, educated guess and offer them our professional opinion. So what I hear you saying is that if somebody finds the perfect house, there's numerous things that they can do today to secure that property, and then they can always make a change in the future in order to adjust their payment. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. You know, a home is generally the the number one most important investment that somebody's going to make, right? So you don't want to pass up on an investment because of an interest rate change of one, two, even 3% if it's going to be a long-term investment or if it's just the perfect home for you and your family. You don't want to feel like you've been left on the sideline. So we've got to be creative, look at other options and find a way to help you get into that home um, if you if you feel like it is the, the right fit for you. So a lot of the clients I work with have been getting a serious case of just, you know, shell shock by the rates that they're being quoted, not necessarily just in terms of payment, but, you know, looking at their current interest rates and then looking at the new proposed interest rate. How are you having this conversation with your clients? Yeah, it has been a tough to have those conversations early on once the market really flipped, but Uh, Now I've really gotten back to the basics of just having an open conversation with my clients. So we discuss their financial situation, what their goals are, whether that's short, you know, three, five year financial goals. Uh, But I do my best not to just focus on the rate because that's that's truly out of our control. Right. It's not something that that we can do anything about. I really try to focus on their personal needs, those financial goals. 
and what is leading them to exploring purchasing a home? You know, what is making it so important and highlighting those things? I think that's such a great approach. What has your client's response been when you explain it to them like that? You know, it's been great. I mostly received positive feedback on this approach and the appreciation for caring about their unique needs and situation and not simply just being an order taker, or just, you know, nauseating them with numbers uh, about mortgages. Uh, really just like to try to find out, uh, be personable and and see what they think is is best for their, their situation. I don't assume anything um, going into those conversations. I found that most of my clients can find that like happy medium with maybe a slightly higher rate than they might have had a couple of years ago because they're getting higher selling prices on the sale of their home. While at the same time, they're also able right now to significantly negotiate more than they were a year ago when it comes to properties. Yeah, Jeremy, that's a great point. I mean, I'm definitely seeing a rebalancing in the marketplace. And over the last few years, there's been record-breaking appreciation on property. So most buyers can leverage that you know, better equity position that they have now for a higher down payment to offset those interest rate changes and be better prepared moving up or moving into a different property. So what you're describing, you know, it's give and take. During the peak of our market, when properties were selling significantly over asking price, you at least had a low rate to be able to provide let's say some solace to the situation. Now, while the rate might be, you know, numerically higher, there are seller incentives or negotiations that can take place on the property in order to provide that, you know, balance. Yeah, Jeremy, I love that you use the word balance. Uh, we wouldn't be able to sustain a low interest rate environment and a healthy balanced marketplace uh, for a long term. I and mean, we see what's happened, right? So, um, during that time frame, there were a number of buyers that I worked with that were being pushed out of purchasing a home for the first time, or they were on a fixed income, you know, our older clients that really had a tough time with these multiple offer situations or buyers that were waiving inspections, waiving appraisals and losing out uh, time and time again. It was very intimidating. So I think that a balanced real estate market is really going to benefit both sides of the transaction and result in a better experience for everybody in the marketplace. So to our overall topic of the week, you know, you're working with a buyer and quote a rate. They have a brief moment of shock. They might say something offensive to you. And, you know, maybe it's not about the payment, but more so the difference between their current rate and their new rate. And they ask you what options are available for them to lower that rate or lower the payment. What sort of solutions are available for these clients? Yeah, to name a few, there are some buy-down options available, short and long-term. Uh, obviously, in the past, there have been a lot of adjustable rate mortgages that are still out there today. There are community lending products and first-time homebuyer loans to have, help us access lower mortgage rates for certain individuals. So it's really about looking into those and seeing if those programs are available for us to take advantage of. So I hear the term buy-down being tossed around all the time. Clients see a 2-1 buy-down advertised on listings. Can you explain to our audience what exactly a buy-down is and why somebody could, you know, find a benefit to, you know, this type of approach? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So firstly, a 2-1 buy-down is nothing to be intimidated about. It is a fixed interest rate product first and foremost. Now, where the 2-in-1 comes from, it's a two-year period where the first year of the mortgage, the interest rate would be 2% lower. 
and then the second year of the mortgage, the interest rate would be 1% lower. So for example, let's just say the client locks in at a 6% interest rate. That buy down given to them by the seller with their concession uh, to help pay for closing costs and things on the mortgage side, their first mortgage uh, year, they're gonna have a 4% interest rate and the second year, they're gonna have a 5% interest rate. And then the third year throughout the rest of the term of the loan, it's gonna revert back to a 6% fixed rate. And they can refinance at any point during this? Absolutely, so that's the goal. That's a, that's a great point, Jeremy. So in this situation, the, the conversations I'm having is, okay, hey, we were going into this election year, we've already talked about where we think interest rates aren't gonna stay like this forever. This will provide you with some relief over the next two years. And if any point during those two years you choose to refinance, not only uh, can you take advantage of that at any time, any money that would have been utilized for your buy down moving forward to the end of the second year will be applied to your principal balance and can help you refinance at a cheaper rate. So, I mean, I, I was gonna ask you who would benefit from a buy down. However, who wouldn't benefit from this type of program? Yeah, that's it. You're, you're 100% correct. Most everybody would love to have a much lower payment their first and second year into the mortgage, um, especially a first time home buyer. If, if they're going from renting into owning a home, this may help you know, ease the pressure of having a higher payment if they're moving up in their monthly rent or mortgage payment, if you will. Uh, but also just for the average person, you know, we hope year over year that you and I will be making more money that we could afford more so uh, being able to grow into your house payment. But uh, one segment that I thought was interesting is for, you know, Charlotte's a, you know, there's a huge migration of individuals to this area. So for somebody with a trailing spouse, let's say you have a doctor that's relocating to work uh, here in the Charlotte area and his wife who traditionally works uh, is not working at the time. Um, they're able to utilize the buy down until you know, obviously there is a second income earner in the household. So that trailing spouse doesn't feel as much pressure um, and that monthly payment isn't as high initially. So it sounds like with what you said earlier, your process of getting to know your clients, their specific needs and situations, like that all just, you know, feeds into this. It's, it's about getting to know them and their needs. You got it, Jeremy. A mortgage is not a one size fits all. So I encourage everybody. I mean, I know the internet's a powerful resource for us. I use it all the time, but you, know, you can't believe everything that you read and see. And if you're just looking for general mortgage rates and products, certainly it's a great place to go to get a better grasp on where things are in the marketplace today. But I always recommend making sure that you're speaking with somebody that knows more about your individual situation so they can see if there's other products and options out there that would benefit you more financially. On the agent side, I can't tell you how many times I'm speaking with somebody about the type of home they're looking for and, you know, budget comes up and they give me a number and I ask them how they came up with that number. And they tell me that they went to some online mortgage calculator and it told them that they could qualify for a million dollars and they were comfortable with that payment. And I ask them that payment and it has none of the right numbers factored into it, and it's it's not worth you know even the time it took to input the data. So I 100% agree with you. All of our clients should absolutely be speaking with a professional. However, 
One of the things I wanted to ask you to describe to our audience is another term that, I mean, I don't want to cast a, 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 a you know, big shadow on anything, but that mortgage people use. And on a regular basis, most of my clients don't fully understand what they're talking about. And that's the concept of points. So Bobby, what are points? Why does this matter to our buyers? And what does it mean when someone says that here's a rate with a one point buy down? Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way to explain this is a traditional buy down is always spoke about in terms of points. And really what a buy down is, that just means you're getting a better interest rate than what the current market rate is. So if I qualified for a 6% rate today, but I thought, you know what, to achieve this certain payment, I really would like to get down to a 5.5% rate. Well, you could pay the bank a percentage of your loan amount to get a better interest rate than what the bank is offering you based on your credit, based on your down payment. And one point is just the verbiage for 1% of your loan amount. So if you're borrowing $200,000, 1% of that $200,000 is $2,000. So I may have the opportunity to spend that one percentage point or $2,000 to get a better interest rate than what I would normally get just by paying some additional closing costs. Now, once you do pay that, it's a one-time fee at closing, and then you have that rate for the duration of your loan, which is really nice. So unlike the 2-1 buy-down, which is a temporary reduction a traditional buy-down, which is open to most loan programs, is a full buy-down for the term of your loan. See, this is great news. This is what I wanted to hear. I, I knew you were the person to be able to turn to in order to have this conversation. I'll admit, as an agent, I know enough about mortgages to answer questions from my clients. However, when it comes to some of the magic behind the scenes, like pay no attention behind to the man behind the curtain. I always say like, this is what you need to talk with, with a mortgage advisor. You know, I would obviously say that's fantastic advice. I would love for everybody to come talk to me, but yeah, I mean, there's no cost or there's no harm in being proactive and determining what options are best for you as a buyer. And also what that does, it empowers you so that when you go to Jeremy, you go to your real estate team and you're talking to them, you know, you're not just casting a wide net, you're zeroed in, you're more focused and you know what's available to you. And so it makes your house hunt a much easier process uh, moving forward. So highly recommended to be proactive. Are there any other solutions other than like the buy downs that we've discussed that you could think of that could benefit a buyer in terms of like rate? So traditionally, I'm a very conservative banker. Um, I originate very few adjustable rate mortgages, but in a climate like we are in today, adjustable rate mortgages aren't a bad solution to look at. They're also controlled uh, and highly regulated. So those fixed rate mortgages may have, a, or adjustable rate mortgages will have a fixed rate for a five, a seven, or a 10 year period before it starts adjusting. So that may give you an adequate amount of time to refinance into a different mortgage, or if you know that you may be selling and moving, in a five to seven year period, then that's something we could explore as well. But uh, there's other programs, terms, and options that will certainly yield lower interest rates. So that's where, once again, it's really important to, to look at somebody's individual situation and talk to them and see what may be best. And then there's certain situations where it may be that we've got a client that just needs a little boost to their credit to get them up to the excellent range. So we have programs to help boost somebody's credit score 
and that higher credit score will give them access to lower rates as well. I think this is great information and you really did a great job of taking what can be an overwhelming and sometimes complicated and intimidating topic and broke it down so that, you know, even I feel that I have a better understanding about this. Would you stick around and continue our conversation as we move into our entertainment topic for the week? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. So I know that you're a man of many interests, Bobby. However, you're also the father of two young children. Yes, sir. As you mentioned earlier, my wife and I have been here for over 15 years. I've got a son and a daughter, but I'll tell you what, I I couldn't have asked for a better place to to raise our children. And uh, we really love the area. And and we've talked about it jokingly on vacation. I know everybody has that conversation. You go visit somewhere nice and it's like, oh, I could see myself buying a home here. And uh, the common denominator is, you know, most times it would be a second home. We we would never uh, leave this area. We we really love it and have, have enjoyed planting our roots here. I I completely agree with you. Um, I always go back to when we were in Alaska, and I'm like, I would. This is where I want to be. And then I look around, and I'm like, Yeah, you know what? Charlotte's home. That's that's where I. I there's no place better, in my opinion, to live. However, both you and I live in industries that are so closely intertwined. And as the father of two children myself, I've somehow become an expert in what we're going to discuss for our entertainment topic. Charlotte, as we're always discussing, is such a remarkable city with limitless entertainment options available for our residents and visitors. So for this week, you and I are going to discuss our favorite public parks because Charlotte has so many. Yeah, well, I guess I should have brought my children uh, to the podcast today and asked them for their input, and they probably would have had uh, you know, th- the same answer. We, we absolutely love Freedom Park uh, for a number of reasons. The, the location is fantastic. It offers a wide uh, variety of activities for my kids to enjoy. You know, you, you grabbed it. That was the very first one on my list as well. Freedom Park is nearly a 100-acre park located in the heart of historic Dilworth and Myers Park. It's centered around a seven-acre pond and features multiple paved trails and tons of entertainment options. Well, Jeremy, I'll tell you, one of the things about Freedom Park we love the most is not available to everybody because our in-laws are just uh, a street away, so they're within walking distance. So uh, they love meeting us uh, really at the NFL Experience. They're Panthers fans, uh, which is an amazing area that the Panthers have dedicated where the kids can run through different obstacles. They can do timed 40-yard dashes and agility training. It's just amazing. the variety of things that the kids can get into there. I mean, we can spend hours there, but it's a, it's a phenomenal park. Well, speaking of training and, you know, dad joke alert, there's also a 280 steam train engine that you can walk into and it's just a great photo spot there. Yeah, absolutely. We love that. Very Instagrammable uh, moments there, the the steam train engine. And then they have the traditional playgrounds as well with the swing sets and, and everything else. And it's all accessible. Um, we just... Love the area. Can't say enough uh, enough good things about it. I will say that the Freedom Park Playground, you know, is my kids' favorite playground in Charlotte, regardless of how, you know, they've gone from being like five-year-olds playing there and now, you know, are 10 and 12. And while I appreciate the benches where, you know, I can sit, hang out, um, do things like that, the playground is just massive and has everything from climbing to slides. It's a pretty physical playground, um, and it's normally busy, which is excellent because my kids have never left there without making at least like one temporary new friend. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, the same. I mean, the kids are making friends on the playground, and normally I'm chatting uh, with other parents while we're there. Uh, but, you know, there's there's the athletic fields, too. I mean, there's there's constantly soccer games and baseball games. There's volleyball courts, tennis courts, everything from football to ultimate Frisbee. So lots of different options. The highlight for me when it comes to Freedom Park is every year going to the festival in the park. This is a multi-day gathering of arts and music with tons of vendors selling everything from artwork to jewelry, unique creations, food. It's it's pretty limitless. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we make a day out of it there with our in-laws. And uh, something interesting that, that I found out was, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but the festival in the park was actually ranked as a top 20 event by Southeast Tourism Society. That's really cool. I I had no idea about that. Now, have you ever been to the Charlotte Nature Museum there? Yes, this is something my kids love. We actually had a membership there, so we frequented it uh, all the time, especially on bad weather days. And they've done some recent improvements to it, but the kids can learn about plants, animals. They have a beekeeping area. the turtles my kids love, but um, it is truly, you know, one of the the great things to learn about uh, the things that are in our area in the Piedmont region at the museum. I think that sums up Freedom Park. What are your other favorite parks? Yeah, so you're right. I mean, the list goes on and on, and we definitely have to diversify our park visiting. Uh, So we we love McAlpine Creek, McMullen Creek, uh, Four Mile Creek, Greenway. Those are just to name a few. It's such a great selection, like the three different parks that are united by the Greenway. Yeah, the Greenway system is is fantastic. You know, we my neighborhood just got access in the last year, um, but it goes straight through South Charlotte, passes under 485, and it really demonstrates, you know, how Charlotte is interwoven into the natural areas as it weaves through different neighborhoods, but you also feel like you're in nature. And it, what's amazing to me is if you're out there on a Saturday morning, it's that sense of community. You know, you'll, you'll see neighbors, you'll see people from neighborhoods over that your kids may be in the same schools, uh, but it, it's, it's really grown um, significantly over the last few years and we love spending time out there. I always describe Charlotte as the perfect suburban city in that when clients come here from other areas, they always comment how green it is. and. And I think the McMullen Greenway really, it really exemplifies that exactly like what you were saying. Of course, it also has a very special place for me in my memory, maybe not for the reason that some people might have places as as special memories because I was out biking there and got pooped on by a bird. Like it it definitely changed the way I, I feel about it, but it's such a good selection. I'm I'm glad that you brought that one up. I wish I had a picture, but, you know, some people may say that's good luck, Jeremy. So, um, you know, maybe maybe it was a, a sign. But <laughs> It was a sign that the bird had perfect aim because I was wearing glasses and somehow or another it, it landed right between like my eyeball and my glasses on the inside of the glasses. So I I almost fell over. It was I don't want to use the term traumatic and, and be overly dramatic, but. It changed the way I feel about birds. (laughs) Constantly looking above. Um, You know, I I think what's really great about that system is, you know, it's it's nestled in the treetops. So 
you know, you can see the first documented great blue heron rookery. Um, it demonstrates how our city is using greenways and parks in a multifaceted way, not to only provide entertainment in the outdoors, but also provide an environmental benefit around us. It's also great that one of the entrances to the greenway is right there at the shops of Piper Glen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of our favorite places to go to. So you could take your kids on a stroll in the woods, go for a run, bike ride, and then when you're done, grab a bite to eat. You go to Trader Joe's, Starbucks. I mean, it's all right there. It's, it's a great place. If you can find a parking spot, of course. That's right. That's right. I, I would tell anybody listening to this to park behind Trader Joe's. That's my secret. Outside of that, uh, just be patient. Are you familiar with Reedy Creek Park in North Charlotte? I am, and I know that name has changed due to Reedy Creek Nature Center and Preserve. Yeah. So this is the second time in, I think, two or three weeks um, that I've named a place, and my guest has gotten the opportunity to correct me that the name of the place that I named has been changed. Well, the good thing is it's not, a, you know, it hasn't changed to Sharon or Queen or Park. Uh, you know, it's a little bit easier, but yeah, um, you know, we, I laugh about Charlotte at having reiterating the same names to different streets over and over. Uh, but yeah, Reedy Creek is great. There's over 900 acres located in North Charlotte with a ton of spaces for different activities. I was first introduced to Reedy Creek when a friend of mine took me there to play disc golf for the first time. Um, and if somebody is into disc golf, like this is one of the many fantastic available courses in Charlotte. However, there's just really so many different amenities up there. Yeah, absolutely. I'll remember when my son was, I think it was three or four years old, uh, I thought, you know, maybe we'll check out one of the fishing spots up there. And he just found rocks and was just skipping rocks and just absolutely loved the open areas and the water. But there's a ton of large pavilions that you can rent out for birthday parties, events. There's the volleyball courts, a basketball court, softball fields, and a cricket field, which is neat. There's also a fantastic playground for the kids. However, it's home to, I, I need to say this carefully, Barkingham Park Dog Park. Um, Charlotte has numerous dog parks, and it's great to be able to take your dog off leash, let them run wild, and let them make, you know, new doggy friends. In the same way that I use playgrounds to let my kids burn off energy, the dog parks in Charlotte are really the exact same thing for our four-legged friends. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte and Mecklenburg County is actually home to more than 210 parks and facilities. So it's really tough to narrow down the list to our favorites. However, I think it's also worth mentioning Renaissance Park in South Charlotte. Bobby, that's a great selection. Yeah, Renaissance Park, it's located across the street from Renaissance Golf Course in South Charlotte on Tyvola Road. And it featured all the fields that you could expect, including the baseball, softball, soccer, and also volleyball and tennis courts. And I'm pretty sure uh, there's a disc golf course there as well. Yeah, there is. It's it's a fantastic disc golf course that I've played multiple times, not to come across as some expert in that. However, they also have um, hiking trails and biking trails. Um, it really should be like mountain biking because it gets really steep in certain areas. They have pavilions and, of course, another awesome dog park. However, what I really love about this park is that you're right down the street from, like, the old Coliseum. So you're really close to South Park, and yet the moment you start hiking or get into the woods, you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. It's just an amazing facility. So let's wrap this up with one last selection. 
why don't we wrap it up by going to your neck of the woods and talk about Ann Springs Close Greenway. Bobby, my friend, I mean, I feel like you just teed that one up for me. So Ann Springs Close Greenway is something that, I mean, I've talked about it so many times with you. You know that I love this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the reason why my family got a membership there, because you talked so highly of it. Um, But yeah, tell me more. So first of all, it's right down the street from my house in Fort Mill, which obviously proximity moves it to the top of the list. However, it's just 10 minutes you know, south of Charlotte, and they have everything that you could want in a park. There's walking trails. My wife ran a 10K there. It's a beautiful nature preserve to be able to walk in, hike in, bike in. They even have equestrian facilities. Yeah, and I know they also have a camping experience, which is pretty neat. Yeah, they host three different camping experiences every year. Um, And then they have the Mary Warner Mac Dog Park, which, again, as you can see where my mind goes, is a great experience for dogs. Yeah, I know they also have some live music and food during the summer. They have sponsored food truck events and have multiple programs and camps available for kids. And guess what? Food is actually pretty good. The food there is really, really good. However, I think it's important to mention, unlike the other facilities we've mentioned, Ann Springs does have a membership fee or an access fee. But with the number of activities that are available there, there's really something for everybody. So it's a great investment. Yeah, I can agree. I know we've got our money's worth and the kids love visiting. Um, And there's so many other great park options in our area that I feel like we can keep on going on this topic for a lot longer. I agree. As you mentioned, there's over 210 different parks in just Charlotte-Mecklenburg. But I think we gave our audience some really great options to be able to take their kids to, to explore on their own, or do some additional research to decide where to spend their time outdoors. So, Bobby, thank you so much for sharing and joining us this week on the Bobcast. Jeremy, truly my pleasure. You know, I love being here and always enjoy talking with you. Uh, Your team is one of the best in the market, and I'm lucky to partner with you guys. And so I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Excellent. So you'll come back and have another conversation with us in the future? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Excellent. Well, thank you to our audience for joining us for another discussion. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the View Charlotte podcast. (music) 